Hey there. Welcome to the in-between. We could just record it, and then I don't have to say it again. Yeah, but then something happens, like with Reconstructed Faith, where we add Bryn. Oh, yeah. I've got to go back and redo it, because he's like, I'm here in the studio with Chris Legg and Chris Sherrod. Keeps going, and then always the first voice is like, hi. It's always Bryn's voice first. Like, <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait, there's someone else here. <laughs> there's someone else here. We've been fooled. I like that. I'm glad Bryn's on there. That's great. Well, it's kind of funny. It was one of those first deals where you know we had to talk about this isn't this isn't our token female. <laughs> we we thought Chris was leaving. <laughs> we thought who on staff would be the best choice to replace Chris, and Bryn Bryn came to the top of the the list there, and then now Chris is like, no, nah, I think I'm going to be able to pull this off. So I still I told Chris yesterday I still have that feeling of. Is this just like, you know, when you leave high school and you're like, no, we're always going to stay friends. Like, we're yeah. going to talk every day. And we're, is Chris, is Chris saying that now? But as soon as he gets there and they're like, um, we have a meeting in, at that time on Mondays. So, yeah. Anyway, we'll see. Well, I mean, he's also, <laughs> there's a very good chance that <laughs> he'll, he'll have responsibilities that, he's <laughs> that, that not, won't allow him. You know, to it's like, that. it's almost like he's going to have a full time job in Dallas. Yeah, exactly. If you didn't know better, you'd think it was going to be that. Uh, I, You know, you just never know. That's right. right. We'll sure. see. Why not? We'll see. Or there's the sweet spot of starting a new job where you kind of get, you know, yeah, a couple months where you're figuring things out and you're not so busy. But then, yep. Then it catches up. Then it catches up. We'll see. Yep. Hopefully. It'll, it'll be all right either way, but yeah. Well, we're in Second Peter 2, which uh, now means that I have no excuse for saying First Peter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Out of chapter one. Yeah, there's, it's still going to happen. I don't, I mean, that's just. It is easier though, because you're not saying second, second Peter, Peter one. one. Yeah, I don't know why that's hard. Peter. That's a weird thing. But yep. it sure doesn't help that we were in first Peter before we were in second Peter. Yep, absolutely. Well, cool. Oh, yeah. We're, so we're in uh, chapter two, starting verse one, which is about the. um. False prophets. I mean, you 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 referenced one. I did I when I told uh, or when I was trying to put on the the stuff what what scriptures you would use? I was like all the way through twenty one, and David self goes, "Oh, he went to two one." I was like, "Yeah, but <laughs> I I did read it." Yes. Um, so this will be another um, fascinating one, and of course we'll have to go back a little bit. I've I've just decided kind of every week and. Just second Peter, back. it's like you have to include the last couple of verses into the next couple. But um, so by the yeah. time we get to the end of three, we're just going to be reading the whole book <laughs> in the beginning, just about. That'll be fun, and it continues to do that. By the way, if you if you've read through it, the connecting verses, I mean connecting terms to connect to the phrase before the concept before they mm-hmm. go they go all through the book. Um, that the next thing is referencing. I mean, it's like with this one, chapter two, verse one begins, but false prophets like, mm-hmm. okay, so clearly that's somehow connected to the verse before. I mean, it's clearly connected to the verse before. Right. Um, I can imagine putting where the chapter breaks would go and the, all that was not easy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That'd be a fun one on this one. Cause I can't figure out where to even like, okay, I'll do three verses. Oh, but no better do no. Cause see, then you got no, well maybe seven. I'll go back to two. <laughs> We're just going to read the whole chapter every week. Just about. It wouldn't be a bad thing. The whole book. Okay, but we're going to start with, but false prophets also arose among the people, 
just so there'll be false teachers among you who will secretively bring in destructive heresies, even denying the master who bought them, um, bringing upon themselves swift destruction, and many will follow their sensuality, and because of them the way of truth will be blasphemed, and in their greed they will exploit you with false words. Their condemnation from long ago is not idle, and their destruction is not asleep. So, it's a long sentence. Yeah, yeah it is. This is a good, like, for everybody who's like, you know, oh, no, there's the God of the Old Testament, and there's the God of the New Testament, and they're different in everything like that. I want to be like, okay, so Peter walked around with Jesus. Right. You know, who you want to paint as the God of love as compared to the God of whatever, and he's pretty sure there's going to be some destruction. Oh yeah, coming to people. Swift, swift destruction. Like um, not asleep. Condemnation. This next section is just a lot of for if God did not spare angels when they sinned, but cast them into hell and committed them to chains of gloomy darkness to be kept until the judgment. By the way, I have no idea what we're going to sing. <laughs> <laughs> you don't doom, have the gloomy darkness despair, song. despair <laughs> and agony on me. Deep dark. Do- Any, uh, yeah. Um, I know what you're going. Yeah. Um, uh, hee-haw. 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 Hee-haw fans out there. Yeah. Um, it's actually pretty funny. Colson and I, before uh, Monday Thursday, were singing some hee-haw songs as we were getting ready, like before everybody showed up. And it was just like us and David Self in that room. Colson knows hee-haw. Colson knows Coulson some hee-haw. doesn't know Matrix. And Colson knows, knows some hee-haw. hee-haw. I don't know hee-haw. You're not, I mean... Ooh, I, oh, I nearly just made some enemies. I nearly said, you're not missing much. Oh, um, Come on, man. No, I'll stand by it. You're not missing much. Oh. It was funny. Even as a kid, I thought it was funny. I liked it when we would watch it as a family. But Also, a lot of the jokes, which are adult, were rather adult in nature at times, soared above my head. Some of the songs also the same. <laughs> there were songs that I knew the words to that I was like, oh, yeah. I get it now. All right, so what do you think? What what stands out about this jerky passage or as sausage? we're yeah? Sorry, just gave John a little. That was a salty bite. Um, just gave John a little piece of. Thanks to Jeff Olcheski for getting some deer sausage here. All right, um, yeah. I mean, just just what I said that I think um, what sticks out to me is is that like this is this is really heavy like this whole section and i'm not like it's not pointed at us it's pointed at uh false prophets it's pointed at people that are bringing destructive heresies into the church and denying jesus and um i mean denying the master who bought them like that that's that's very pointed like hey This is this is absolutely ridiculous that people are doing that. I mean, in for I feel like that's what's what Peter is saying and bringing upon themselves swift destruction. And yet, many will follow their sensuality, yep. and because of them, uh, the way of truth will be blasphemed, will be spoken against. And it's like, man, 
I mean, this is really serious. Yeah, absolutely. And so doing, doing church together is like, we, we talk a lot at this church about being a dysfunctional family and that I think there's going to be that dysfunction that like, I don't even know what to call it, but that thing where, where people have a hard time with each other sometimes, but we need to be really clear about the gospel all the time. And we need to make sure that the gospel is the main thing right? and not lose sight of, you know, the, I don't know how many word plays we've used on this, but the foundation um, that has been set for us and the, you know, just the idea that you start bringing false witnesses into this, not only are you going to lead people astray um, and have people speak against the truth because of you, but also there is destruction coming your way, even if you can't see it right now. Yeah, I think it it definitely highlights um, the urgency of chapter one. Mm -hmm. So I think there, if you have Peter constantly saying you need to build yourself up spiritually and here's, you know, the reason to be strong in your faith. Um, and then to, to finish that thought to transition into, again, and chapter two actually has lots of these seemingly run-on sentences in the Greek, um, where it's almost almost Peter's feelings and and thoughts are going so fast, he's just trying to, you know, get them all, all scratched down in time. Um, mm-hmm. But this is it. This is like, hey, you feel the weight of, why now the urgency has come all through chapter one to, to be strong. Right. And so, well, there's, there's something coming against the strength that, mm-hmm. yep. that you're building up. And so, yeah. It's, it's interesting. Again, this comparison that he makes here is there were, there were always false prophets for the Jews. Mm-hmm. They were always having to deal with false prophets issues. That was always going on with them. Just as there will be false teachers among you. Yeah. And, I mean, that strikes me as you're right. When he's talking about, you got to have this knowledge. You need to know this stuff. You need to be solid on this. You need to not forget this. Why? Well, one, so you can live the kind of life that God has for you. Two, so that you're not led astray by false teachers. And by the way, it's it's. Uh, I think it's fascinating. There's not a lot of places where you get this type of. Oh yeah, this is this is going to happen. Like this is the deal. This is the nature of reality, like this. But. There will be false teachers. And what are they going to be doing? Secretly working. Um, <clears throat> that's a secretly working to bring in destructive heresies. Um, that's a, th- this is not, and I think the language here indicates, I don't think Peter here is talking about somebody who accidentally gets it wrong. No. I, I don't think that's yeah. what's going on here. I don't think this is like, oh, no, buddy, that's not, that's not right. That's, it is. Um, I am I am teaching something that I know is uh, against the truth, or that I know is against what's been taught. At least, I guess. Yeah, and here's here's where I think, like, <clears throat> I I still think though, like there there are some people who are teaching things today that aren't necessarily teaching them thinking that they're teaching not the truth. Yeah. That's true. Um, but they have it there. Mm, I, I still think we need to be really careful about not having that 
examination of what we're teaching in light of all of scripture going on. Like there, there are people who are teaching things that are destructive, um, that are making people put their hope in things other than Jesus Christ. Right. Um, and it seems like <laughs> even if it's not, I mean, it seems like it's greed based right, right. just like verse three says that it's and it is exploiting people with false words um and you know mm-hmm. the the cross references in that section of uh in their greed they will exploit you is you know first timothy and talking about um six five talking about the constant friction among people who are depraved in mind and deprived of the truth imagining that godliness is a means of gain Mm-hmm. that's in this world that's not that's not what's going on and you know titus 111 that says that they must be silenced since they are upsetting the whole fa- um are upsetting whole families by teaching for shameful gain what they ought not to teach that their people are trying to gain here on this earth from the gospel Yep. In a way that's not fitting or doesn't fit with the rest of what the message has always been. It's Christ is glorified. We have all we need in Christ, not in what Christ can provide for us if we say the magic words or if we. Man, you know, I don't know. There, I think there, there are some times where, where people are caught up in their own gain without and I don't I don't know where it started but skipping over to uh Jude you know Jude starts his letter <clears throat> um after his greeting uh starting in verse 3 beloved Although I was very eager to write you about our common salvation, I found it necessary to write appealing to you to contend for the faith that was once for all delivered to the saints. For certain people have crept in unnoticed who long ago were designated for this condemnation, ungodly people who pervert the grace of God into sensuality and deny our only master and Lord Jesus Christ. And then he goes on walking walking through... Um, these errors and these essentially again parallel of these false teachers and false prophets through the Old Testament story, um, citing several of the woe woe to use. Um, that again, I mean, it's it's Jesus Himself, um, you know, in Matthew twenty three, who walks through the seven woes to the scribes and the Pharisees, um, and hypocrites, calling them blind blind guides. Uh, whitewashed tombs, you know, this, again, the notion of um, a, a lament over those that are, are misrepresenting the God of Israel in Israel. Yeah. Um, and so it's, you know, again, Jesus, Jesus even prepared the disciples for it. He You're said, right. this is, this yeah. is coming. This is a sign. This isn't just over. Right. It's going to continue. And so now here's second Peter is, See, is point, pointing it out again that this is why we need to stay strong. It's because what Jesus said. Yeah. Well, yep. Look around; it came true. You know, and Jesus was talking to the um, to Israel or to actually the Pharisees a lot 
um, about how like they've they've always this this people has always rejected the real prophets, and it seems like they've always embraced the false prophets. And you know, like you you you've killed the real prophets, and we we do the same thing. We don't like hearing things that make us feel uncomfortable. We don't like hearing the truth when we're wrong. Yeah. And so, I mean, I don't. It seems, it's funny how, because I'm going to go back to start at 20, and what stood out to me about 20 and 21, this whole, no prophecy was ever produced by the will of man, that that phrase strikes me as being almost the exact opposite of the concept of expressive individualism. Like, yeah, I'm the person who speaks truth <laughs> about me. No, you don't. I'm the one who, and and here you have Peter saying, when God proclaims truth, it's not produced by the will of man. It's in opposition sometimes to the will of man. But that's, of I'd course, of course, of the, the modern world is going to hate that concept. That's true. Who is this God to speak <laughs> like this? Who is this person to, speak. to tell me about me? Our gods don't speak. <laughs> they have mouths, but they don't speak. <laughs> that's right. They have eyes, but they don't see. Yeah. Who is this God who sees? <laughs> Boy, that's chilling. <laughs> yeah. We don't want God. We don't want a God like that. No. Um, you get two really interesting words that we use regularly without knowing what they mean in this passage, heresy and blasphemy. Um, and, and what they came to mean over time, you know, in the looking it up, it looks like heresy at the time just meant like something chosen or a school of thought, or this is who I'm aligning myself with. Was kind of the, the implication it sounds like. And then blasphemy being evil and speech put together, so abusive kind of speech. But it's it's come to mean you know when when Peter's using it here that here you have the truth blasphemed, that you have the the truth itself, uh, people speaking abusively about the truth. But then the heresy language up there, um, indestructive heresy. So. Again, you have a descriptor. It's not just a heresy; it's a destructive heresy, mm-hmm. and that it's a, it's a. It, they're choosing a path, a school of thought, that is going to lead them to destruction. It's the same word um, as destruction down below, um, which Peter uses a lot in this little section. Did you say that whole thing two through whatever it was we read for is a, is only one sentence in the Greek? Well, and again, and, uh, punctuation marks are added in later. Um, okay. But if it would be with the and transitions being just continued to be added on thoughts. And so they okay. do run together. Um, so maybe the where you find in verse 3, and in their greed they will explode you with false words, their com- condemnation. Yeah. That, that, that sentence structure break seems more in line and fitting. But 2-1 all the way through 3-A... Yeah, seems to be one, one connected thought building upon. Yeah, one sentence that just builds upon itself all the way through. Wow. And this, and this, and this. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, I mean, and and yeah. <laughs> we can't we can't stand that kind of thing in in English. So there have to be even with the word. And, you're not supposed to start a word or start start a sentence with the word and. But we we did it sure here because that's what the word is and. We felt like we needed to end the sentence before that. Yeah. And then, I mean, just look at even at uh, 
verse four through ten. Yeah, same thing. All those commas and semicolons. I mean, he's just railing through this stuff. Wow. Yeah, it's Second Peter is just a really long thought. Man, it's it is wild to consider. I always struggle with this one with this type of of by the way passage. I don't know what my I do this in any case because years ago, I was warned against, um, you know, calling out other Christian leaders by name versus by teaching, mm-hmm. and and so I'm always very hesitant to do that because the the implication was you you can't you can't be that confident that God's not using them in some way and you don't want to be there. You're not the opponent of the person. It's kind of the you know the Ephesians. Our enemies are not flesh and blood. Um, so I am. I do want to talk through some of the different kind of modern day versions of of heresies. Um, a little bit, but you know it's it's interesting. I don't. I I know there are plenty of Christians who are falling into health and wealth type of heresies. That that's mm-hmm. a common thing, especially in other parts of the world or you know the over. And I don't, I don't know that, I don't know what I'd be willing to call a heresy and what I'm not—a chosen school of thought that's destructive here. But, um, but the one that seems most dangerous right now that most that Christians who are falling away are falling away to isn't another version of Christianity. It's just, yeah. it's just worldliness. Mm-hmm. It's the approval of the world seems to be the most dangerous heresy out there right now within the church. Yeah. Um, that if you look around into the church, where you see people teaching heresy is. But we need to go the way of the world now. And it seems like to me that that's based a lot on the perversion of the word love, and not I'm not mm. I'm not just talking about, um, like uh, um, like LGBT sexual LGBTQ. Identity. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about although that applies, it it does for sure. But I'm I'm talking about the idea that like if you love someone, you approve of what they do, mm-hmm. and that does not make any sense with what love is. Right. Um, so this this idea that like, well, we're supposed to be people who love. Our God is love. We're supposed to be people who love each other, that love other people. Like God loves the world. So, you know, what 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 are we what are we supposed to do? You know, then like that's I feel like that's a that's that's kind of where some of that uh, misinterpretation comes from, is the idea that oh well, if we love everyone, then we we have to accept everyone. We have to, you know, it's 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 where you know Christians get the stigma of not being hospitable, of not being tolerant. And it's like, no, you, you misunderstand. Like that's not telling somebody that what they're doing is going to lead to destruction for them is not being unloving. Right. That's, that's the most loving thing you can do to someone who's, you know, smoking a cigarette is to be like, you know, that's bad for you. Right. Right. Like you, Sometimes, sometimes it probably comes from the way it's communicated. Sure, so no, a, absolutely. A, I think that that's the truth. Yeah, 
but it it has led to and maybe the fact that we didn't communicate lovingly at the beginning of all of these <laughs> things always right um has led to this idea that you it you cannot tell somebody that they're wrong without being hateful and it's like that that's just not true right absolutely that's what we're back in first peter what he was telling us like when we when we are rescuing somebody when we're trying to rescue somebody from their destructive path we want we can do it in love even if they don't see it and we can do it lovingly because that's what we're called to do i think we lose scriptures like you know him saying do not love this world or the things of this world. Right. Like you don't have the wrong God here. Like mm-hmm. there's, there's only one God and it's not any of this stuff. You only have one master and you've been bought with a price. I like that at the, I mean, it, it's, mm-hmm. it's so poignant there at the beginning of second Peter two. <laughs> did it right the uh secretly introduce this yeah. idea of secretly bring in yeah. secretly introduce destructive heresies literally means to bring in alongside um to like sneak in yeah to to well and uh, it's again like it's this idea it? to like add yeah, yeah that they're just bringing this alongside you know back to what you were saying earlier chris of the danger isn't just the outright refusal it's the addition mm. um where you where you take something and then now you've secretly just kind of you've come alongside with this additional th- thought that then takes what was true and now turns it into heresy. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, there definitely seems to be a uh, implication. This is like an underhanded thing that they're yeah. they're doing this maliciously. This is what the um, um, Solis were fighting against. The solo statements, solo statements mm-hmm. are fighting against like, no, 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 just this, just this. Yeah. Which makes all kinds of sense. Like in context, all makes all kinds of sense. Let me attach. I'm going to attach my little. Yeah. But, and, and then like you're saying that goes so far, even denying the master who bought them. Yeah. What a thing for Peter to write. Yeah. Mm. Warning and saying, Hey, hey. <laughs> been there, boys. Let me let me tell you again why you don't want to be doing this. Because yeah. even in your pursuit with one little add-on of an individual thought mm. can lead it's you gracious. to deny the master. Goodness gracious. I had not even made that connection. Peter using the word deny. Listen, if you're not careful, your desire to feel good can cause you to deny the master. <laughs> wow. Uh, I don't think killers. that's hypothetical for Peter at all, is it? No, I don't think so. That's intriguing. And then this then this small little statement at the end, the master who bought them, mm-hmm. um, now being one of the, the key verses in the main support for unlimited atonement. Right here, just in this one little phrase added in oh, that he's bought. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not just that uh, Jesus died in a limited capacity for only saving some, but in an unlimited view that Jesus died for for everyone, even not just people those, with, 
even the people bringing in destructive mm-hmm. heresies, even the ones that are yep. And then and as it goes on, of saying, yeah, because he's he's not clearly linking that all these. He's not saying that all these uh, false prophets are clear believers, right? Right. And so no, it's it's Jesus who dies for all of them, the all sinners, not just the ones who are going to choose to believe that he is going to save. Interesting. I've not seen that connection either made. Um, that it does it does cause it's that common question that we run into in the Peters and in Hebrew and in others. Like, wait, is this is is this phrase to believers or is this phrase to non-believers? Like, it's sometimes hard to tell. And but this is e- either you have to have believers who are secretly bringing in destructive heresies mm-hmm. and going to lead to swift destruction, or you have to have non-believers that he bought. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. But regardless, what you're stuck with is Jesus died even for false teachers. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a pretty good I think that's, thing to focus attention on. Either way, either direction that, no matter, no matter which direction you come at it, that is the conclusion. Mm-hmm. That these are false teachers and Jesus bought them. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. I just remember that uh, article I was talking about a while back about how God can't, God doesn't love everyone because, you know, not everyone's going to be in heaven. I was like, no. Yeah. You don't understand love at all. Stop it. Yeah. That's a, that's a, that's a bummer. You see it all the time though. Yep. No, this is, this is a great passage. It's going to be good. Looking forward to it. Um, hope you will join us on Sunday, and we'll, uh, we'll see you then. Be encouraged. <laughs>